0: The podcast with Mike and Bomber. Good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> do you seriously just do that after telling me not to do it? Uh, good oh. morning, wherever you are listening around the world to uh, the Holding the Ball podcast. We're thrilled to have you listening to us as we preview a massive round 16. Yes. Oh, thanks for just joining in there. Uh, we'll quickly throw out the handles to uh, get you started. Get in touch with us, folks. We love hearing from you. Twitter, go
1: at Hold Ball Pod. Facebook, Holding the Ball Podcast.
0: Like our page, get amongst it, and you can email us uh, if you email us a good rant. We'll uh, we'll include it this in. This is uh, where
1: we'll talk about it.
0: Yeah, this right here, right yeah, now.
1: This is the space.
0: All right, holding it at the ball podcast at gmail.com. Sorry to cut you off there. No uh, all right, so previewing round 16, some issues, some big things we didn't mention, I didn't mention uh, in our last episode because we were just pumped about having Marcus Adams on and uh, cheers again for, for getting on it's there. it. there. that was fantastic uh, to have a chat with him. Jordan Clark, the rising star, rising star yep. for round 16. So gee whiz, he looks like a player. Yeah,
1: there seems to be a lot of good Young players this year, don't you think? Mm. Like if you go through them, you've obviously got Walsh, your our faves.
0: Well, if you flick back to some of our earlier podcasts, we did do a, a uh, preview of the talent from the 2018 draft mm. um, and some predictions. And we also looked at the 2017 draft. Yeah, compared so to. we'll certainly uh, review their performance at the end of the year. But gee as you look at the top, you look at the rising star leaderboard, you'd probably say Walsh is in front.
1: Yeah, I think based on consistency, Walsh has just been... I, th-
0: I think Another few touches on the weekend against your mob.
1: Yeah. I don't know if he's dropped below 20. He's probably dropped below once or twice, but he's been more than likely over that most weeks.
0: I'd almost say my man, Rosie, has maybe fallen a rung on the podium. Ooh. He needs a big game to get himself back up there. But
1: that's the sort of difference in player, isn't it? Mm. Walsh is going to accumulate and be a consistent player. Rosie's going to be that excitement, mm. uh, sort of bang, wins yeah. the game sort of a player.
0: Yeah, but I reckon Sydney Stack is now the one that is challenging Walsh. Oh, okay. Um, the fact that he's been able to play well at half back and now been able to impact up forward, I think he's, he's Do you think coming. Do that
1: that's just a, in more recent games though?
0: Well, he didn't play... Until they played GWS, and I think round six ish, around there.
1: So, can he win without playing the first I think he five can. games?
0: Yeah, I think he can. Okay. I, I think Stack's in the mix, um, and he's a bolter from nowhere. And also, there's been other good players. I mean, Tarrant oh. Thomas from the Kangas. Apes, yeah. Yep. Yeah, Blakey, we've talked about a bit. Yep. Um,.
1: Jordan Dawson,
0: we mentioned. Uh, Jordan Dawson, was he from this draft? I don't even know. I'm
1: not sure, but
0: uh, young He's a good kid. young player. Yeah. Uh, who else? Bailey Smith going really well at the Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'll throw a little cheeky plug. Young Jeremy Cameron going right at West Coast for his two games. Won't win the Rising Star, <laughs>
1: it's fair to say. Just wanted to mention it. Yeah, we'll give him a yeah, cheeky little... Yeah, uh, we'll,
0: we'll, yeah get around. Got a him. way to go
1: to get up to his... Uh, Brian
0: Myers from the from the Cats.
1: Yeah. So, well, well, the Cats have a few, don't they?
0: Constable who can't get a game at the oh, moment.
1: And, and the other players at Port, your Dersmers and those guys. Who's the third uh, Butters. Butters.
0: Mm. That's it. So, Rising Stars up for grabs. Now, Michael.
1: Are you telling me I should cash out? Sorry, before we go in. on Cash uh, out on, on Walsh. Is that what you're telling me?
0: No. No. I think he's still the favourite. Okay. I think he's still in front. Um, as we get into... Uh, Oh, oh, no, actually, sorry. I've lost my train of thought. We'll edit this bit out. Um, Chris Scott, interesting chat on AFL 360 on Monday night about the whole Geelong home final stuff. So if Geelong finished top. Do they deserve a final at Alphabet Stadium down there in Geelong? Yes. Okay. So they're hoping – because I think if they imagine the scenario – if they finish top, Collingwood finish fourth, and they've got to play Collingwood at the MCG. Uh, I don't think they'll be thrilled. It's about
1: basically, it. an even even game all of a sudden, isn't it? Or it is probably more in Collingwood's favour, depending uh, on their form.
0: If that's the case, I could imagine. Oh, gee whiz! They'd be hoping Richmond finish fifth or sixth so that there's at least a game at the MCG. But I think it's if it's against Collingwood, it'll be it'll be uh, well. That's MCG it. it comes back
1: to. Uh, the number of people they're expecting at the game, I think, doesn't it?
0: I think if it's West Coast or if it's GWS, which look to be the other likely candidates, it'd be in Geelong. Mm. Um, but if it's Collingwood, I don't think...
1: I'm not quite sure how that's fair, but anyway.
0: Yeah. Oh, it, it, that's And that's what it's all about. It's all about fairness. Mm. And Chris Scott also went on to say that he thinks it's farcical, the MCG deal, the 40-year uh, grand final, which was good coming from a uh, Victorian coach. Yeah. But he did say that probably stems from his playing days at Brisbane. Okay. And then John Longmire obviously being Sydney coach agreed with him. And, yeah, it's an interesting discussion, isn't it? We're the only really major football code going around that
1: says, that right. doesn't move the grand final. Doesn't
0: move the grand final. And there was an argument from some person, for want of a better word, on Twitter that said, well, the FA Cup's always played at Wembley, but that's no one's home ground.
1: No, it's not. <laughs> like,
0: it's no. not a home ground, so don't make well, it – if, that's the same thing. If,
1: uh, hypothetically, the grand final was to go to a different state, mm-hmm. depending on who earned it, we've got a big stadium over here in the West now, which is probably okay for, for something like that. Yep. You've obviously got the MCG in Melbourne. How, how many fans does – well, the SCG wouldn't hold too many,
0: would it? SCG holds about 50, I think.
1: Oh, really? Yep. Okay, so that's okay. Uh, the Gabba, Gabon so much.
0: Adelaide holds 50. Maybe okay. more than fifty, around fifty. All
1: right. So we've got sort of four so Brisbane is the is the one then, yeah, is it? Be,
0: yeah, that'd be about three. But 30,
1: would GWS yeah. want to play a home grand final at
0: Why can't they play at what's he called? Olympic Post Stadium. I guess so. Didn't
1: they rip that down?
0: No, still there. Okay. Pretty sure they still there. They ripped something down. No, they ripped down the soccer stadium, okay. Allianz next to the SCG. Different okay. stadium. Okay. Um so uh no uh, interesting one there. Hmm. Um But I think her home team, home final, get around it. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Another one, I saw this tweet, right? Let's have a chat about this uh, if I can find it. Mav Willer got got on the Twitter on Thursday night, doesn't like the commentary. Okay, so he's gone, am I the only one that doesn't rate the modern commentary? Too many times they make it about themselves in the way they call or the humour they use. The game should not should be about the players, not the umpires and not so much the commentary. Mm. Thoughts?
1: Interesting. Uh, I sort of like the little bit of humour that goes on in the commentary box between the, the commentators. Yeah, we are, we do like BT. Mm. Um, and, you know, I like the traditional commentators too. Mm. Um so, I don't know. I think it needs to be a bit of a mix. I don't think one's better than the other or anything like that.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. On that note, uh, there was a poll recently done that I found on AFL Nation which said the, uh, the most preferred commentator in the comp, who do you think it is? I reckon it's a bit of a surprise.
1: I think you showed me, but uh, it. <laughs> was it uh, – no, I can't remember. Hudson okay. or something? Yeah, Huddo. Yeah. So,
0: Hutto had double the votes of the next best which so was which interesting. The next
1: best. <sighs> Bruce Where was Dwayne Russell?
0: Dwayne Russell is fifth with 5% of the vote. Is
1: Basil Zemplis on there?
0: He has 0.5% of the vote. <laughs> so, yeah, Baz. I actually like Baz on radio. I'm not here to knock anyone. Baz on yeah. 6PR. Get around him. He's all right.
1: I actually don't mind listening to the radio commentary. Mm. Uh, sometimes I find that a little bit better than the the TV commentary.
0: Mm. So, uh, yeah, Hutto with 36% of the vote. Bruce, fair drop, 17.5%. JB, 165 BT with 12 So, another bit of a drop. Then Dwayne, Eddie McGuire, Adam Papaleo. I don't mind Paps. Yeah, he's it's not bad. He'll be a, the new wave. Just gets on with the commentary and doesn't, you know, fuss. And and Speed, I reckon, is all right too. So they're the new wave. And then uh, the best radio commentators on there, Jared Waitley and JB. Yeah. 25%. And then after them, Hutto. So. Wow. And the best special comments man by some distance. I was surprised by this because he's a bit polarizing these days. Gary Lyon. Yeah, he's
1: a bit polarizing, but I think he's actually got quite a good footy brain. It's
0: polarizing because of his personal life, not because yeah, of his. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Uh, closely followed by Nick Riewoldt and David King. So an interesting little snapshot mm. at uh,
1: at the commentary. Now, some big news. Where's, uh, sorry, sorry, I don't know if it's got uh, someone like, I don't, know, I don't know if he's actually doing it anymore, but is Glenn Jakovich on there? It doesn't get a
0: mention, no. What about
1: Mark Rusciuto?
0: Yes, 0.8%. 08
1: so. What about Pav.
0: Have. Oh, well, he should be on here, but he's not. Okay. Uh, he doesn't get a mention. Sorry, mate.
1: Mm, no, I was just trying to think of some of the guys that are really average at it. <laughs> like Jimmy Bartell's pretty good. Is he on Ellie,
0: No, he doesn't get a mention. Oh. Yeah. So, obviously, the notables. Uh, I quite like Jared Healy. I'm surprised he's so far down the list, 5.2%. Loves coming over to Perth for the Perth games. He to does, Jared. Yeah, yeah. Loves it. Mm. So, get around him. Alistair Lynch right down the bottom, which is interesting. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, interesting one. And right. we must mention before we get into the games, this week sees the return of Majak oh, yes. to uh, the VFL. And he had a press conference out there um, where he said uh, – there's no timeline on his return. And uh, Reese Shaw just said, we all get a lift out of seeing Magic play this weekend. Yeah. Which is
1: great. Well, that's why they'll win.
0: Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds good. So let's get into a preview of all the games in round 16. The Holdin' the Ball Podcast. All right, big week ahead in round 16. And gee whiz, the ladder has uh, just thrown a few curly ones our way. I think... There are now two games that separate sixth from 14th on the AFL ladder, meaning some of these games are just massive. Some of the results last week Kanga's getting up, Doggy's getting up, has just really. Eston getting up. Gee whiz, get around the ladder. Close. Not happy. No, not good for your mob. No, not Good happy. for my mob with Collingwood and GWS uh, getting done. But anyway, first game this weekend is at the MCG on a Friday night. The Hawks, who were pretty good on Saturday, it's got to be said, uh, up against the Maggies, who have been disappointing in Buckley's words, against the Bulldogs when they won. He said it's their worst performance and they were insipid. And then Collingwood against uh, the Kangaroos, he said, I thought last week's performance was bad. This one was unrecognisable.
1: Wow. Does that mean that they'll improve or get worse?
0: Well, I don't know. You didn't get a response after the Bulldogs game, but maybe well they didn't lose against the Bulldogs. So that's true. North smashed them. They were absolutely they were. smashed. They were. Um, and they're in the midfield too, which is somewhere where you are normally going to say that Collingwood
1: dominate. That's their strength. Grundy and then the, you know uh, Pendlebury and Trelaw. Um, Trelaw. What's the other bloke? Was he out injured? James.
0: Um, Beams and Adams are done, are out, but still, they've got a pretty enviable...
1: Oh, Sear came in, didn't he, and yep. did he get
0: injured? He did. He won't be yeah. playing this week. Um, but the Hawks Hawks were pretty impressive against West Coast. O'Meara had a stack of the footy. Henderson going really well. Um, their forwards are really not giving them... Mind you, Popolo returned to his pressure best, but I suppose the wet was the vehicle for that. But Gunston and Bruce aren't mm. doing enough.
1: Back to your man Henderson. Did you see that pass that he made inside 50? It was like a spearing little yes. pass. It was sort of, yeah, it was really good.
0: Oh, he, he, he That's does the that. Is only thing I
1: can remember from that game at the moment?
0: Uh, no, you watch it back. It was really good. No. Uh, so now Hendo, Hendo going really well. He's having a breakout year. Um,
1: Possible so inclusions for Hawthorne?
0: Stratton. Stratton. The pincher, the pincher returns. He's back. I don't think he'll be pinching. No? No, I think he'll. Uh,
1: do you think they'll rush Grant Birchall in? Ooh. Bit of a left of centre one. Played yeah. uh, the first half but and well, had be, 13 possessions.
0: He'll be one of those players that, uh, you know, part of that older grade who they're um,
1: – Maybe they need that to sort of get them back on track a little bit. Just bring a couple of more uh, – Experienced fellas because in. Because over the years, the last couple of years, they've lost a lot of that.
0: I only played a half a footy on the VFL, so I'd, yeah, I'd be thinking he's not quite ready.
1: Probably not, given he's pretty injury prone.
0: Well, uh, why would you do it? Like Hawthorne, oh, I mean, they might, might think they're playing finals, but I don't think they are. Um, I, I just don't see Maybe why risky. think him. that
1: this is a chance of uh, taking a big scalp. and...
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd be surprised, but, you know, haven't seen him for a while. Uh, geez, the, where's the improvement for the Maggie's going to come? It's got to come in the midfield, it's got to come in the clearance. They got smashed in their clearances against the Kangas. Senior clearances lost 13 to 6, smashed.
1: Absolutely. Um, maybe they see some uh, improvement in their ins.
0: Maybe. So, Jamie
1: Elliott, past fit.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was really good coming back at the beginning of this year. Mm. Um, and it's been a big loss. And I think they're missing Stevenson. Um, yeah, that is a big, line.
1: big loss, actually.
0: Yep. So he's obviously they got to deal with that until finals time. Uh, So they've got to find a way to clock up some wins. And this is a game you'd expect them to win. The two games after this, Colin would play West Coast at Optus, and I think they've got GWS the week after that. Two teams around them. So they've got to lock this one away.
1: They need to lock this one away and show some form because they need it for the next two weeks. But going to be a bit of a struggle. Uh, Ben Reid, injured. Injured. And uh, Mason Cox, think he going to stick around? He wasn't too uh, impressive on the weekend.
0: Well, if Reed's out, Cox is staying. Mm. Um, they they can't really do a lot else up there. Um, so yeah, no, Cox will stay. I still think I'm still picking Collingwood, but uh, this game might be might be a tight one. If the if the if the Hawks can just and I'm not going to get on the you know Clarko wagon, but Hawks have got a lot of experienced heads, and they'll uh, they'll try and do something. I don't know what it will be. Sorry, that was they'll, awful. They'll, they'll bring
1: the ghosts out and spook <laughs> yeah, them to death.
0: be a spooky night at the G. I don't know. I'm picking Collingwood. I'm picking the
1: pies too. Sorry about that, everybody. So let's move on to the next game.
0: Saturday morning for those here. But this is a cracker. This is... A
1: Essendon and Sydney so 10th, at the MCG. Yep. This should be a pretty good game, actually.
0: Yep. Sydney in good form. They have won their last three. And... Uh, the Bombers, I think, there have won their three of the last four, if my eyesight proves me correct. It's correct. Uh, so these two teams at the moment, just on the outside of the eight, so the Bombers on seven and seven, one game back from the eight, and then the Swans are further game back on six and eight. Um, a Really interesting uh, contest looming.
1: So the big news, I guess, for Sydney is that uh, Callum Sinclair has been ruled out, and they've also got injuries to... They're back up in yeah, Naysmith. Did you see the, and, uh,
0: the old shoulder pop out?
1: I did, yeah. yeah. It was uh,
0: Another week where Sinclair didn't want to come off two weeks in a row <laughs> after the concussion the <laughs> That concussion the week
1: thing was a ridiculous. Um, so their only fit big man, Michael Knoll, rookie Michael Knoll, do you think that they'll, they'll bring a rookie in?
0: Well, he was – and I could be wrong here. I could be wrong and I probably am wrong. Was he a mid-season drafter?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure.
0: Don't know. I think he might have been. Uh, I'll confirm before the end of the show. Uh, they may do or they may go with, will they go with Alia, Alia, and Reed to share the ruck duties and bring in some run? Essendon's, I mean, Essendon are going to be missing Bell Chambers. So probably will bring in Zach Clark. Mm. So, no, so both may-
1: sides not firing in the ruck department. So maybe don't have to worry too much about that area yeah. uh, if you're a Unless Sydney fan. Unless they want to fan. give the
0: young fella some experience. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, both sides struggling in that area.
1: Because I guess you significantly weaken your forward line if you're putting Reed in there, or your your defence if you put a Lear, a Lear in there. So maybe they need the uh, the ruckman, and uh, it uh, wouldn't be a bad opportunity to give him a give him a crack.
0: Yeah, um, mm. oh, no, no arguments there. Mm. Um, what do you what do you reckon? How do you see this game going? I think the uh, midfield battle will be an interesting one. Um. Yeah,
1: obviously Sydney's midfield's been doing quite well
0: recently with
1: your mate Parker and uh,
0: Kennedy Back. Kennedy Back. Well um,
1: Papley, I think, rolls through there a bit and he's been having a great season.
0: He's going really well, Papley. Mm. Um, he's having a great year.
1: But then you've got uh, guys like um, Scheel and uh, Merritt and Heppel for Essendon.
0: Yep. And obviously we talked about Merritt in our last episode going really well. Mm. Um, so will Sydney opt to tag one of the backs like it's been done a bit, Saad or McKenna.
1: Yeah, that seemed Absolutely. to be the way to uh, sort of slow Essendon down a bit, wasn't it, to, mm. to tag one of those blokes. Sard, I think, is, is the main one.
0: Yeah, so Longmire's expressing his disappointment. This is the first time Sydney make it to the MCG this year in round 15. Yeah. Um, and confirming that Michael Knoll was, in fact, taken with pick four in the mid-season draft. Twenty-six-year-old ruckman from Adelaide.
1: Okay, so he's not a uh, you know not an eighteen-year-old. No, he's got. He probably have a reasonable sort of. He's of behind him. Apparently,
0: the Bombers wanted him, so this could be the thing they're going to play him against the Bombers, uh, and the Bombers wanted him. So, uh, This has got huge ramifications. I think if Sydney lose it, they're done. Um, they'll be, I think they're two games out of the eight. They'll be three games out of the eight. I think that's a bit much. It's uh, difficult. Yeah, seven games to go. I think it'll be after this week. So,
1: Both teams desperately need the win.
0: I am going for Sydney, though. I reckon the Swans will get it done. I reckon they've been in good form.
1: Yeah, I I feel like form outweighs the sort of uh, MCG factor here for me. Uh, So, yeah, I'm going to go with the, uh, the Swans as well.
0: Oh, wow. Well, I didn't think you'd agree with me there. Uh, all right, moving up to the home of football for our next game and uh, Saturday twilight, uh, sees us up at Metricon Stadium. Blue skies. I don't know the weather forecast, but it'll be blue skies up there. Uh, for Gold Coast up against Richmond, 18th, Suns now onto bottom spot. Oh, very sad. Uh, up against the Tigers, who had a good win. Now, back to the winners list after three losses in a row before the bye.
1: Yeah, that's right. Uh, I guess... What did you say in the uh, in the episode earlier in the week? Uh Hardwick said our season starts now. Yeah, our season starts now. Season so starts I think I've heard a little bit actually this week that the idea is that they just make make the finals is the goal for the next what is it, eight weeks. Yep. And then uh you know, if they're in the finals, you and wouldn't want get to be playing in, Richmond those, in the finals get some of those players back, mm. look out.
0: Well I think they've I think they've all rant out. Rewild will come back at some point. Um,
1: uh, I'm not sure if they ruled Rance out. I think Rance was pretty keen to oh, Rance get play. back at
0: the end of the season. It would be very interesting if he does, though. Mm-hmm. Asprey's just come back. Um, so they're getting the look of their team, and I think the only change they might, might do this week is bring Higgins back. But I don't think they need to. Um, up at the Gold Coast, they should take care of business there. Um, Gold Coast will probably do what they've done well all year. They'll be competitive. I don't think they've got... <laughs> I don't think they've got got it in them to knock off the Tigers, though.
1: Do you think Mav well has a chance for Richmond? He was named in the in the best for the VFL
0: side. Uh, no. Okay. I, I know we mentioned Mav at the top of the podcast. Uh, was he playing against his brother? Uh, I think that uh, – I don't think they'll change much, no. the Tigers. I mean, they were pretty good last week. A couple –
1: Full of possible inclusions for uh, and we've just gone dead. We've just here oh, we go. Oh, We're we back go. on We're the back. air. We just lost our screen, <laughs> the screen there. Screen just went off. Um Horland Smith and Jordan Murdoch. Do yeah, you think a couple they of get, the, might get it? A couple, couple of more John experienced points. guys, I guess.
0: I think Murdoch's good. I mean uh, Corbett kicks six, I think, in the in the Niefel. Oh, yeah. Against Sydney. So uh, that
1: equates to zero in the AFL.
0: Okay, sure. We well, heard about the Niefel. How, uh, how
1: good the quality is in the Niefel. According to
0: our mate. You uh, can win Marcus by 100
1: Adams. points and lose percentage. Yeah, in yeah, that's right, <laughs> if you're
0: Brisbane. Uh, I'd like to see Murdoch in there. I think he's pretty provides good run and he's an yeah, experienced I think head
1: off halfback. A bit more experienced than um, yeah. a lot of the players would be yeah. at Gold Coast. And yep.
0: How's uh, King going? Ben? Yes. Well... I predicted him to get the rising star last week, and that didn't happen.
1: <laughs> you did, you, you did, didn't you? And, yeah, no, uh, no good. I sort of looked at him and thought. It just doesn't look quite ready for
0: AFL well, yet. Well, he's a scrawny 19-year-old. Yeah. Um, exactly. You, he'll be he'll – be, I mean, they're just going to get games into him, I think. That's that's the plan. Let's get games into him. <laughs> Gee, they'd love to see him sign a contract extension at the Gold Coast, but we'll see what happens. Um,
1: well, if they can sign his brother, maybe, he'll, th- you know, maybe he will. I think
0: Rankin played his first game in the knee for the week last week. Okay. So maybe a couple of weeks we'll see Isaac Rankin play uh, for the Suns. A bit of excitement. But the Tigers – Quite comfortably for me. Yes, and
1: the Tigers for me as well.
0: All right. Now, my bit of a whinge here comes in the form of what is the Saturday Twilight, also Saturday Twilight game, and this is 4 o'clock local time uh, in Adelaide. So I think Adelaide have weird time, so I don't know what that equates to everyone else. I think it's 2.30 Perth time. An hour and a half difference. 2.30 Perth time. Why this game is on Saturday afternoon, I will never know. When no one is watching, everyone's either at Bunnings or getting a hot dog or down at their local club or doing something, like this game should be Friday night or Saturday night. I mean, because the Derby is Saturday night, which we'll talk about in a minute. This game should be Friday night.
1: I agree. Yep. I think that these sorts of games, the the Derby games, should be key Fixtures at that week.
0: Why is this not in the key time slot? Oh, it it is beyond belief. Like we've got because it's not too Victorian. Teams. But it's yeah. And I mean, Damien Barrett pissed me off earlier in the season when he said that um, this game should be at the MCG and the AFL is missing an opportunity, which is just crap. Play it in prime time where it belongs. Like this is a great game where the teams are at the top of the ladder, the bottom of the ladder at the moment. They're both. Fighting for a final Fighting spot. for finals, yep. So this game should be where everyone's going to watch it, not hidden away on a Saturday afternoon. That's right. That's it. Might Rant over? Rant over. That's bullshit. Saw yourself out, AFL. Sorry, you told me not to say that. Michael gave me strict instructions not to swear, so sorry uh, about uh, that. I might be able to beep that out, All right. we'll see. Okay, big inclusions for the Crows. Huge. Tom Lynch. He's their most important player. Wayne malira He's good. Ellis
1: Yolman, who we talked about, who's very, very key.
0: Oh, he's good in the clinches. Um, Ellis Yolman, big body. He's been a revelation this year, I'd go as far as saying.
1: So we're pretty confident that Bryce Gibbs will get dropped again?
0: Oh, he wasn't good. He had 13 disposals. Let me ask
1: you, would you rather Bryce Gibbs or Ellis Yolman in your team? I would
0: rather Ellis Yolman.
1: You'd probably prefer any of those three possible inclusions over Bryce Gibbs at this point in time.
0: Yeah, Gibbs and, you know, you see the quality there, but he's just not getting it done. And it was interesting that everyone had been sort of campaigning, Gibbs, 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 but then everyone saw what he dished up in the Friday Night Lights and then surely enough in the afl.com.au, nine things we learned. The first thing, Bryce Gibbs didn't uh, have an impact. No,
1: and I I don't think that they need him. At the moment, they've got plenty of other players that are good. I think they had Chase is it Chase Jones?
0: Yeah, he's running around in the Who's form um, at the moment too. You know,
1: why not just play him instead? Yep. He can't be they got uh, half Bryce as gibbs to help him win
0: a premiership. At the moment he's not in their best twenty two. No, that's right. Um Interestingly enough, Tom Rockliffe for the power, just the 57 disposals at Sample level, and when asked about it in an interview on, uh, I think it was in the Channel 7 telecast, he said, yeah, how'd you go, mate? He rattled off his stats like it was something out of, you know, just Bruce oh, really? McAvaney, <laughs> 57 touches, yeah, 10 inside fifties, 7 tackles. It was brilliant. Uh, so he's, well, he's always been he's a, a
1: fantasy uh, football pig. So a pig. Um,
0: hmm. Yeah, so Rocky. And then Westhoff, if you don't mind, with 37 and 3 goals. So we asked last week when these guys had come back in because they were dropped. Don't, ex- don't be surprised if particularly Westhoff and Rocky come back.
1: Westhoff especially, I think, is one that uh, is in their best position Best team, yeah. Uh, interesting. I wonder if they'll bring Paddy Ryder or
0: Pal Pepper back. Well, it's interesting to see. Oh, I don't think Pal Pepper. I think Rocky and Westhoff. Um, I don't think Ryder. Adelaide just playing O'Brien going really well. I don't think Jacobs is coming back at the moment. So they'll they'll go last set against O'Brien. I would think.
1: Yeah, I think so. Uh, there's no need to. Bring Ryder in unless he's lighting the world on fire. Yep. Who do do they drop to get these couple of blokes in? I guess that's the question because a couple of guys that – A couple of the younger players. I think that Kane Farrell, they should keep him in. He's been very, very good. Good young player. Uh, I've seen him play some good games. Motlop for me is one that's always sort of quite disappointing.
0: Motlop? Yeah. Oh, Wow. Oh, but he hasn't done much in the last few weeks, has he? Mm. So Mottlop's under pressure. Young Laddams might go if Westhoff comes back in, potentially. Looks okay. Um, Took a good mark and and kicked a goal late on uh, for the power last week. Mm. Um,
1: So some interesting issues there at selection table for Port Adelaide. But uh, as you said, sixth versus ninth, uh, Port Adelaide are the yo-yo team of the season. As you mentioned in... uh, so I think it was the last podcast.
0: Yep. Win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. So they're due for a win. Due for a win. And uh, Adelaide, unlucky uh, to lose. They, a, they won't lose any fans for that that no, performance. They, they were right.
1: They played well. Yep. Uh, and before that had won the last three in a row. So I think Adelaide are in quite good form. Port Adelaide, difficult to pick. Difficult to pick. So uh, saying that, who are you going to pick?
0: I am going for the Crows.
1: I might go with port. Okay. Because based on the yo-yo thing.
0: <laughs> based on the yo-yo going for port. I reckon the crows are the better side. I agree. I think they're clicking I, into gear nicely. I'm going with port. All right. Saturday night. Here we go. This is the big one. And uh, we didn't build this one up as much as we probably should have. Uh It is the Western Bulldogs up against Geelong. A bit of a false false, uh, excitement there. Marvel Stadium, the Doggies coming off a nice win against uh, Port Adelaide, who we just spoke about. Six and eight, so they're level with Sydney um, on six wins against the Cats, who just uh, got back on the winners list against the Crows.
1: Yeah, they were good against the Crows. Um, Yeah, I don't think you could really... Tip the dogs here. Uh, G.P. Hard.
0: The dogs are the it a crack.
1: At, It's at Marvel, so that's yeah. probably in their favour. Yeah. Um, but yeah,
0: Caleb Daniel out. He's really important for yeah, the he Bulldogs. Is, yeah, He's very, this very little helmeted man that just runs around. <laughs> 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 he just runs around and gets a stack of it. Uh, very
1: uh, accurate kicker as well.
0: Yeah, because yeah, he doesn't kick it more than 20 metres. If you looked? He just chips it around everywhere. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Good
1: what on. about uh, Dale Morris? Do we think that he might get included in the uh, in the doggies?
0: Well, who's he got? To, well, they've got Hawkins down up, up front, obviously. So who's going to play on Hawkins? Who's there? Dale Morris. Da, okay, sure. Dale Morris <laughs> uh, going to play on. Uh, yeah.
1: Well, what is it? Easton Wood. Uh, who else is in the back line there?
0: Cordy. Yeah. I don't. Th- I think Morris maybe a week or two. Geelong. I don't have a tall forward line. I don't think Radaglia is coming back this week. I don't think. Um,
1: So I think it's maybe just Hawkins that needs the sort of. I think Gary Rowan might be back
0: in, but I don't think it's a tall forward line, so I don't think they need to. Um, Well, in that case,
1: Dale Morris on Hawkins and um,
0: it would 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 on
1: uh, Rowan Rowan. (laughs) I think that would be quite a good matchup for uh, for the Dogs.
0: Yeah, Uh, uh, listen, it would be a wonderful story for Dale Morris to come back in. Mm. Like what to do your knee in the preseason and then come back in? That's that's brilliant. Um, So. Good luck to him if he does play. Good luck to him if he's playing the twos. Just good luck to him in general. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, and for the cats. So, uh, how do we think that they We think that they'll be uh, pretty good in this one. I think.
0: Oh, uh, the cats will be hard to beat. Um, so interesting to see what they do with the ruck. Do they bring? Because Blixarves did the ruck. I think he was named in the team of the week as the Ruckman because he went around and got so much of the ball. And he's been probably oh,
1: All-Australian defender.
0: He's a gun, Mark Plicksavs. I still haven't put together my All-Australian team. Next week I'll have my All-Australian team okay. to this point. Anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah, I don't know. it would be interesting to see. They might bring Zach Smith in for his first run in a little while.
1: There's probably not too much more to say about this. No. I think that the, that the uh, Cats are going to win this Cats one. Cats will be the Dogs. Um, obviously, we talked about Shaki and, and Norton. Good combo. Uh, but uh, coming up against defense the best defence. Best defence. So, uh, pretty tough gig. Uh, cats for me.
0: Cats for me. And now, on to the other game on Saturday night. We've got the Western Derby. Frio taking on West Coast. Optus Stadium, Six ten 10 pm. Um, currently, West Coast sitting third, having won five of the last six. Frio sitting eighth after. Two losses in a row now.
1: Two losses to, Melbourne to bottom two
0: sides, <laughs> Melbourne and Carlton. Yeah. Any chance, your mob?
1: Well, the only thing in our favour is that it's a derby, and they generally get excited You've for derbies. Lost like the last
0: eight now, haven't you? Yeah. So there was a period of time. Wasn't there was a there?
1: period of time where we'd get up for a derby. Get up for a derby. Maybe that sort of diminished a bit, but this is Derby Fifty. I think fifty derbies. Yeah. What
0: is your favourite derby moment? Here you go. <laughs>
1: The only one I can remember is the Dale Kickit Haymakers. Oh, that was good. <laughs> the Demolition Derby. Yeah. Oh, actually, I remember the uh, Michael Gardner Matthew Pavlich in the goal square moment. Yes, yes, yes. yes. That was uh, quite interesting. Mm. I think they were both throwing hooks and remember, no one
0: was connecting. <laughs> I remember Hayden Ballantyne having a shot after the siren. Oh, I do remember that. And then him celebrating as if he kicked it and he's hit the post. Yeah. Um, so there's been some Ripper Derbies. It has. Um, and there's been some really good. Uh, Derby moments Um, I remember Going to a game Where David Warapunda Has cleaned up Sean McManus Oh yes That was right in front Of where I was sitting And then McManus To his credit Went back and slotted The goal from the pocket (laughs) Um, That was a really Good moment Um, But yeah
1: Surprising, because McManus was a terrible kick. Yeah,
0: but it uh, was a good, it was a good tough, tough player. He,
1: McManus came from the Rowan Jones school of kicking.
0: Oh, mate, you know <laughs> I am a big fan <laughs> where, of Rojo.
1: Where he liked to kick it higher than he could for, he could in distance. <laughs> yeah,
0: Rojo, just handball it, mate. Just handball it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, right, where where do your mob stand a chance here?
1: Look, I think we need some big inclusions to get anywhere near you guys at the moment. Uh, the ones like being talk- the biggest
0: of them all, the biggest inclusion <laughs> of them all.
1: Uh, Rory Lobb is a chance, and Aaron Sanderlands are a chance, but I feel like Sanderlands would be a bit silly. Hasn't played for a long time. Wouldn't be fit. Be
0: first game for the year, yeah.
1: Um, and even has though- he played any games for Phil? No, I don't think oh, so. Yeah. Um, even though coming up against, I guess, Nick Nat, uh, probably still underdone. Uh,
0: Nick Nat will play. I think that Simo said he's playing 60% for the rest of the year pretty much. 60% game time.
1: Wow. That's massive to take one player into the game at 60% game time. Mm.
0: But that's what he was doing last year because at the beginning of last year he was coming off a knee reconstruction. I think he played round two right up until round 17 when, uh, apart from his suspension when he buried Amon's head into the Stadium turf, Uh, until he did his knee against Collingwood, he was playing 60-odd percent game time. So they're going to do the same thing again and – hope he has an impact and can not get injured mm.
1: so I think our only chance here is if Lob comes in if Lob can come in he can uh, I think hold his own in the ruck as long as he's uh, he's ready to go um, Santa Lands would just be a, too much of a risk for me uh, I think we probably need to change it up I don't like the inclusion of Bailey Banfield last week uh, playing in the forward line it's just not his position and I don't think he's he's great there. I I think his position was clearly tagger last year, and he was good at that. They need to play him as a mid, mate. Um, There's a lot of players that they need to play as mids that Mm -hmm. aren't being played as mids. Uh, Adam Chera, for one, is... Yeah, that's annoying. Uh, Anyway, um, Sean Darcy, disappointing in the ruck the last couple of weeks, other than the game against Port Adelaide, where he dominated in the last quarter against Lysette and Ryder. Yeah. uh, yeah, I think those Darcy, Banfield, maybe Bewley are, are the few that maybe make, make way for, for some other inclusions.
0: Yeah, the Eagles are going to make a, a change in there somewhere with uh, Mark Hutchings doing his hamstring. And he's, gee, that that's really what let Hawthorne back in the game when Hutchings was, because uh, he was tagging Impy, and then Impey really got in the game after halftime. He's become quite a damaging player for Hawthorne, Jarman Impy. He has. Um, the Gov will be back from his suspension and maybe Tommy Barras makes his return. So it'll be interesting Interesting to see who makes way um, in that in that circumstance there. So does does Nelson Oscar make Allen. way? Uh, Oscar Allen. I don't see them dropping Oscar Allen. No? No. Nah. I do. Yeah, I think Allen has just been earmarked as the future. Is Schofield in danger? No. Nah. Um, it'll be interesting to see what – I don't think they'll do. make.
1: Do you think that they'll make two changes? Do you think they'll bring McGovern and Barass in?
0: I think there's a chance. They'll oh. definitely
1: bring McGovern in. Mm. So who goes out for McGovern?
0: Uh, who came in last week? Uh,
1: I don't know, but Allen played back, didn't he?
0: Allen did play back, but would would has played forward every? Were other you not week?
1: dropping Darling or Kennedy? So no. were you pushing Allen forward and putting Gov in defence? Is that what you're doing? Yes. So then, yeah, who drops out? It's maybe a smaller defender or something.
0: Yeah, well, the only smaller defender you could think of would be Nelson because he came in uh, a few weeks ago when Tom Cole got dropped. Yes. So he's uh, replaced him, and Jared Cameron came in a bit of a surprise – uh, a few weeks ago, but I mean, he was maybe a bit there's quieter. no
1: one ready to replace Cameron, so maybe he just holds his position for now.
0: Yeah, possibly. So interesting, uh, interesting times. And um, obviously,
1: as you said, Mark Hutchings Hutchings out, so maybe someone comes in to replace him. Do you think they bring in a tall to replace Hutchings? Don't know. It's probably no well, they, need they against didn't, the Dockers to bring in another tall.
0: They didn't bring in a tall to replace McGovern, so I don't see us bringing in a tall. Uh, sorry. Um, bringing in a tool to replace Hutchings. Okay. So interesting. To, interesting uh, to see what what happens there. Um, I think West Coast get the job done here in Derby Fifty.
1: Yeah. At this point in time, based on the Dockers' last two performances, they can't win this game.
0: Yeah. I think the the Eagles' midfield, the quartet is going really, really well at the moment. You really call it a quintet because uh, where well, you've got Shuey, and Yo leading the way. Sheed is having a great year. Um, Redden's playing well, and Gaff's going alright too. So,
1: and the problem that yeah, everyone's going to face now is that Nick Nat is going to dominate the hitouts and mm. hit it straight down everyone's lap.
0: He had five direct hitouts to Shuey on Saturday. So,
1: that's what you guys have been missing, and now yeah. you've got yeah argue, ar- arguably one of the best. Uh, what, tap, tap to advantage Ruckman. Yeah.
0: Mm. yeah, It's a handy advantage and hopefully it gets better and better. On to Sunday. And we've got the Blue Baggers up against the D's, And this will be an interesting one, I reckon. This will uh, – crip's back for the Blues?
1: I think it might have been a couple of weeks. A couple but, of weeks. Uh, okay, definitely we'll
0: missing cause, uh with his little uh, knee injury. Um, but uh, the Blues up and about. Um, possibly uh, Harry Mackay. Um, and young Cunnington to come back in. Mm. But, gee, the Blues would love to – David Teague would love to uh, get another one under the belt. And I think, gee, Melbourne have been ordinary. We know they've been ordinary, four and ten, but – the heat has stayed off Simon Goodwin and the Ds, really, because of injuries. And Did you see the little uh, altercation at three-quarter time between Stephen May and Sam Frost? I
1: did hear about them getting a bit... Uh... It
0: literally went on for the whole three-quarter time break. Oh, really? They were just clearly disagreeing. Maybe they were disagreeing on where they were going to go for dinner in Brisbane that night. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of options. Maybe we could have talked to Marcus Adams about that. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, something not... No,
1: Goodwin basically shut it down and said that, uh, you know, experienced Robust, defenders happy. just discussing tactics. Mm. Yeah, well, interesting watch, though. Which is what a coach would say. Yeah, of
0: course. But interesting watch, though. Mm, it is. Maybe uh, Frosty ate uh, Stephen May- May's meat pie at uh, halftime. You don't maybe, know?
1: maybe he finished the water from the water bottle and mm. made him get any. Yeah,
0: maybe. All the big issues that they're discussing there. Uh, but anyway... Yeah, I don't
1: know. So both have beaten the Dockers in the last couple of weeks. So,
0: uh,
1: (laughs) uh, look, Demons were very good two weeks ago, but then got beaten by Brisbane. And uh, Carlton, very good last week. So
0: Carlton, so they'd won three games in 40 or something to end Bolton's tenure and now have won two of three since Teague has taken over. I don't know if that's a blight on Bolton or if it's just a fresh, what a fresh face will do. It's a, well, there's always that sort of
1: honeymoon period. Yeah. So you wonder if it's that, which maybe lasts five to ten games, mm. uh, or if it's more of a, a a full team bought into the coach yeah. and the coach is doing a good job
0: sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Watch we'll this see. space. Interesting. I uh, Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's I, a tough one to pick, this one, isn't it? It is. I think you've just got to go for safety here. I'm going to go the Ds. Without a huge amount of confidence.
1: Yeah, look, I'm going to do the same. It's pretty depressing.
0: Is it? Yes. Okay, sure. Uh, all
1: right, let's move on because this game is terrible. Uh, North Melbourne against St Kilda.
0: This is a cracker. Now, oh, wh- well, yeah, absolutely. So, Saints looked all right last week until half time. They really looked like they cracked in um, and were. We're going to have a, a fair dick and crack at Richmond, but Richmond too good in the end. The Kangaroos, boy, oh, boy. Um, they are coming from the clouds and they have won four of their last five because they won Brad Scott's last game in charge and now they won three out of four under Reese And all of a sudden we're seeing not only the old timers do really well, but Simpkin, we're seeing the emergence of young Tarrant Thomas. Um, exciting times for the Kangaroos.
1: It is very exciting. They're doing really well. Uh, just took it to the pies last week. Um, just harder at the ball. And oh, I think that's what...
0: Ferocious.
1: You'd be pretty happy about as a North Melbourne supporter at the moment. Just the the ferocity that mm. uh, they're showing at the that's ball.
0: That's what you want, isn't it? Mm. You just, just want
1: to see them work hard Crack and try, in. you know, have a, have a real go. Mm. And that's what North is giving at the moment.
0: So... Real sort of inside mids. like We spoke about, I think, way, way earlier in the beginning of the season. Now, none of these guys have got the express-paced mids on the outside, but they've got big-bodied mids. So you've got Cunnington and Zebul against guys like Dunstan and Ross um, for um – St. Kilda. Um, I know I'm missing someone out of that bunch and apologies hannabury in there as well was a bit quieter last week after he mm. got 28 still got 23 I think but um, he'll take a while to find his feet but uh, he won't find his feet mate just let's just do we need to talk about this where's the hatred for hannabury I think he's a good player was. Okay. I still think he's got something to show here, and this is obviously the debate that's happening in the in the media at the moment. I think Hanabry's still got a lot to offer, but he needs to go for a while without getting injured. I
1: think it was a mistake for St Kilda to get him.
0: I think they got him because he's someone that wanted to go there. This is, this to me, the same as the Gold coast Lockie weller deal. Someone wanted to go there. They tried to get Dylan Shield. They tried to get, I don't know, someone else. Hadn't worked. Um so Hannahy wants to come. Yep, mm. done. <laughs> All right. Who are you picking? Kangas. Kangas will win this. They're going they're on fire. They will win and win big. Now this is probably in my pick. This is game of the round. Uh okay. on Sunday afternoon.
1: The prime prime time slot.
0: Prime slot, and this is – I'm actually going to watch this. I mean, I'll say yeah. that, but I was at your game last week. GWS and Brisbane at Giants Stadium. Sunday afternoon, this is going to be a cracker.
1: Mm, it's an interesting game, isn't it? Fourth
0: versus fifth. So both teams on nine and five. Um yeah, I'm excited about this one. This one's going to be a beauty. So the midfield midfield battle is going to be fascinating. So you've got the uh, the Giants with Cornelio and Kelly, Hopper, Williams in great form out on a wing slash half back, going really well um, up against Neil Zorko in great form. Lions played really well last week. Mitch Robinson had, I think, oh, a stack of clearances as well. So the Lions looking really good. McCluggage has been... Brilliant this year. And then the forward lines, the, the Giants have got Finn Lace and Cameron and Himmelberg up there. And the Lions are uh, going really well. Mixed days coming along. Hipwood kicked five last week. Yep. Charlie Cameron's in great form. The big O. The big O will not play. Oh, no. Unfortunately, he got knocked out and he it, will not play. Okay. Um, w, we're a WA podcast, of course, and young Brandon Stasevich made his debut for the Lions last week and will possibly get dropped this week. <laughs> but, uh, good on him, though, That's for having a, bit, a crack in. bit unlucky,
1: in. isn't it? Do we think that uh, our mate Marcus Adams might get a gig this God, week? it'd
0: be great to see him crack in. It would, wouldn't it? It would, uh, after having a great chat with him Emile in the week. We'd love to see it. Seems like a
1: good bloke, so hopefully uh, he gets a gig this week.
0: Absolutely. So poss- a possibility, because uh, uh, the Giants are quite tall, so they're going to bring in someone in. I reckon they'll bring someone in to to mark up on that third tall. So whether it's Adams or Josh Walker, um, there's been suggestion that it might be Eagles. Yes, I think he had a
1: a good game as well. Yeah, so
0: it'll be one of those guys they bring in to to take on that uh, impressive Giants uh, forward line. Interesting to note, last week Shane Mumford, quite ordinary uh, in the ruck against uh, Essendon, and there's a thought that maybe after 12 months out of the game, he's starting to tire. Yep, Brisbane's Ruck Division, I mean, you gave Stefan Martin a vote. No, sorry. No, we talked about how good he was. Uh, Stephen Martin got a vote for other, another comp, not ours, so don't pay attention to that. Uh, but he's been in good form. The big O out, so maybe Archie Smith will come in. I'm not sure. But um, some concerns in the Ruck Division for the Giants, maybe. Yeah.
1: It'll be a good game, though. Uh, Giants favourites, but I think it'll be a lot closer than that. Maybe it's just the, the home ground favouritism there. Yeah,
0: Giants at thirty eight, and the Lions out at $3.05. Um, both teams won three of the last five. This is going to be an attacking – I reckon it'll be a high-scoring attacking game. Yeah. I think just purely based on home ground, I'm going for the Giants.
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with you there. Yeah. But uh, I would like to see the Lions win.
0: Oh, yeah, likewise. Yeah. Uh, New second favourite team? Yes. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I'm with you. I like I'll, I do. They're I like great the to line. watch. Yeah. They're great to I've watch. have got something good going up there. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right. Well, that's our uh, wrap of the nine games that will be uh, taking place this week. We'll be back with our big predictions for the weekend. This is Holding the Ball, the podcast. So, thanks for listening wherever you are around the world. We had a listen in New York the other day. That was exciting. New York. Yeah. New York. New York, New York. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, let's get on to our big predictions at the uh, end of each week as we do. Who's your certainty?
1: Uh, My certainty for the week is North Melbourne.
0: Oh, I was hoping you'd go West Coast.
1: (laughs) That would have been really good. That is probably a certainty. But, no, mine's going to be North Melbourne against St Kilda. North... Just look fantastic at the moment. Demolished uh, oh, uh, Collingwood. Collingwood. They didn't demolish North Melbourne. They are North Melbourne. They are North Melbourne. they <laughs> not demolished themselves. <in laughs> so, Melbourne. yeah, look, they'll take care of the Saints pretty comfortably.
0: Okay, sure. Who's yours? Collingwood. Uh, I've gone the Maggies. I think that – no, don't agree. Uh, I think that Hawthorne, purely because their opposition, Collingwood aren't going well, but I think they'll be too good for Hawthorne on Friday night in what will be an ordinary game when it could have been a showdown. <laughs>
1: Hawthorne took it to West Coast last week, and now they're going to get smashed by Collingwood, who are in bad form. Yes. Okay. Well.
0: You heard it here first. That'll happen.
1: Based on that, the heat is on Collingwood for me. Oh, shit. So... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I want the double Collingwood. Oh, okay. But you go. You go. I'll pick someone else. Yeah, you've got time. Thanks. So, Collingwood, the heat is on. They've lost their last couple. Uh, obviously, having Stevenson betting all over... the everything uh, so they've he just, just lost on himself he was they've just yeah. lost the f- lost their forward line structure without stevenson
0: mids are mids are the problem though their mids are getting smashed
1: yeah they i guess they have lost those couple uh, beams and adams. adams so maybe just without that little bit of class in the the midfield mm. or the midfield depth they're Mate, they struggling. had
0: more depth than bloody anyone else in the whole entire universe.
1: But maybe the the quality of those players is yeah. being tested now.
0: Yep. Mm, maybe.
1: Or maybe they just don't want to play anymore. Who oh, knows? Okay, fair but enough. But the heat is on Collingwood.
0: <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't want to lose to Hawthorne. Who's the heat on for you now? Uh, the heat is on Melbourne. Melbourne. Uh, Melbourne are ordinary. Why? and have been ordinary all year. Um, all of a sudden the heat's on them it, heat's been on them all year but the thing is I feel like it hasn't really it hasn't really been on but it, gee whiz you wouldn't lose to Carlton it'll be alright you'll, you'll uh, that's true the old uh, Chardonnay sippers in the old MCC will uh, Titus won't be happy no no Titus will not be happy <laughs> uh, I look forward to seeing some tweets from Titus Uh all yeah, right. Melbourne.
1: Who's, multi? Your, who's your bet for the week? Oh, okay. Or what is your bet for the week?
0: I have done something a bit different this week. We're, we're in search of a win here. So uh, for those of you who haven't joined us before in this segment, we place a $10 multi on, three-leg multi traditionally, although we didn't set a
1: – I think I'm down about 150 bucks or something.
0: Michael. How many it. rounds have we done? 15. 15. You're yeah, down $150. Down
1: 150. 150.
0: Right. I'm not down as much, but I went the same game multi for the first time. It's the first for the Holding the Ball podcast. Get around us. All to do with the Derby because, you know, we're in Perth. So I went West Coast.
1: Hang on. On the line, I think. Oh, hang on.
0: West Coast on the line, which is 20 and a half points at the moment. Uh, I went Dom Sheed to get 30 or more possessions. And I went Luke Ryan. I thought I'd chuck in one for a player for uh, good measure. He usually goes all right. Luke Ryan to get 20 disposals. And that is paying $7. So.
1: Mm, I think your forwards will probably dominate, so he might not get much of the ball.
0: Well, if the ball's down there a lot, hopefully he gets a few stats. Okay. That's my plan. All right.
1: All go. Right. What's yours? My bet of the week is the pies to win at $1.44, straight up.
0: Oh, that's a real risk taker. <laughs> Sorry, go on.
1: <laughs> uh, Basher Hooley to get 30-plus disposals at $2.29. Two. And. North Melbourne to win by 40-plus against the Saints. You'll get one of those legs. Two ninety four. Which one am I going to get? Your certainty, Collingwood? Collingwood.
0: (laughs) You know, again, the other two. Let's have
1: a bet on that. Okay, sure. All right, it comes in at 888 or 969 if you uh, want to power play that. Which which I have have done.
0: (laughs) Mike will be $160 (laughs) in (laughs) arrears after next week.
1: I just need to recover some of my my losses here. It's Which, a very expensive podcast, this has become. Yeah, 10 bucks a week.
0: <laughs> ah, well, all right. So that is the, wraps up our um, round 16 podcast. We should
1: also mention, actually, oh, okay. uh, the uh, sponsor for the week is uh, Glenn Livett.
0: Oh, sure.
1: We're uh, drinking 12 year, 12 year Glenn Livett uh, this, this time around. We've probably dropped back a little notch from our usual quality, but uh, this one was quite good.
0: Yeah, no, that's quite really happy yeah,
1: join no. us on our whiskey podcast which we'll, uh, we will be starting one day and uh,
0: I just wanted to do a quick shout out before we uh, finish if that's alright uh, so in the last seven days we've had listens all over the place which has been wonderful so we've had a couple of listens in France which Singapore, Turkey, the US, I spoke about our New York uh, listeners. Bush up in Malaysia, thanks for listening, mate, and Spain. So thank you to all those who are listening. Also, a few listeners in Brisbane. So hopefully we've got a few more in Brisbane uh, next week. They'll like Marcus Adams from uh, yesterday's podcast. They will,
1: yeah. Get stuck into that one. That's a great one.
0: Absolutely. And a few people uh, in uh, Caulfield South in Melbourne. So uh, thank you wherever you are tuning in.
1: And uh, while you're having a listen, just get onto iTunes and uh, give us a review and also give us a bit of a like or a follow on Twitter at Whole Ball Pod. Uh, on Facebook, follow us and uh, like our page, Holding the Ball Podcast, and send us a massive rant so that we can. Uh, Delve into some big issues uh, holding the ball podcast at gmail.com.
0: Beautiful. Thank you for tuning in. We're back to two podcasts this week. So thanks for listening wherever you are around the world. And I hope your team wins this week. Thank you very much. Catch you next week. This is
1: Holding the Ball, the podcast with Mike and Bomber.